eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. AC Sparky, 5 1250 AM, the fan in Milwaukee, along with our guy, Bucks Superfan, Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. And uh, lots to get into on today's Green and Growing podcast. How about those Milwaukee Bucks? That's 16 wins in a row for the Bucks. Two wins now, shy of the 18 in a row that they did uh, in 2020. And now a couple of days off before they have a back to back coming up again this weekend. But Marzian. I mean, uh, you know, you, the Orlando game, Joe Ingles gets going, starts feeling himself a little bit from outside. I mean, you just kind of giggle and laugh like, holy crap. Like, I don't want to go out there and say they're better than the championship team, but I feel like they're better than the championship team right now. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win the championship or that they you right. know, they don't win the championship. It doesn't mean they're better, but, man, they look fantastic and everything's clicking and, um, no Chris last night, but like, yeah, the, the, the shooting was fantastic. I think they were 26 of 56 from three, which is absurd. And that was the thing early on was like, can this team hit enough threes? And, um, you know, is there going to be enough offensive firepower? And it's like, we didn't acquire anyone offensively, you know, other than getting 20 minutes of Chris back since then, but it's basically been the same team. They just started to hit their shots more and guys seem to be much more confident. Giannis is shooting the ball pretty well now which, you know, who knows how long that keeps up, but, like, it's a good sign. And so everything's just kind of coming into place, coming into place, and the, the last piece of it is just, you know, get Chris back full-time and, you know, incorporate Jay into this more and more. But, like, it it looks like, a you know, everything's kind of clicking at the right time, which, as we saw in that 2021 season, that's what it's all about. It's not necessarily about playing your best in December and, you know, going on – when we went on that huge winning streak – in 2019-20, we were that was in December. That was in November, December. And you know, this is March now. Like we're getting to playoff time, and this is the time you want to be playing your best. So it's awesome to see. And it's I'm, I'm glad it's coming at this time. You know, they started out the season super strong and jumped out and won nine in a row. Then they struggle a little bit in the middle. And now they're, you know, again, when you should be picking it up, they are picking it up, which is very important. I'm fearful of asking this next question. Very, very scared to ask it. I'm fearful of what you may say, but I'm going to ask it anyhow and hope that you answer this correctly. Are you at the point now of thinking about, oh, yeah, 
don't really want this to go too long. Maybe we get a loss here, kind of break it up a little bit. Beginning of the year, you didn't like all that winning stuff in a row, and there was a you know the added pressure and all that other stuff that goes along with it. Now that we're in the middle of the season, I mean, are you on the on the bandwagon of the hell with it? Just went out. Just the hell with it. Let's just win, win out, win March, win April, put together some unbelievable NBA record winning streak, uh, and do it to it. Where's your head at with this winning streak? Well, it's a little bit different than the nine game winning streak at the beginning because when you start the season nine and no, I think there's more attention on that. I think it's For like sure. they're undefeated. Like that's that's a bigger target on your back, and it's something that when it happens early in the year, it can put a target on your back basically the whole rest of the year a little bit. Now, number one, you know, it, it, it's not getting talked about. That's the important part is like they don't care. Nobody cares that we're on a 16 game winning streak. It's not like it's making headline news. It's not right. like, you know, I feel like half the teams we play, you know, they're announcers and stuff. And they're, you know, they, they probably don't even like they're kind of realizing they're on a 16 game winning streak. Like, holy cow. Like, but the Knicks not, winning seven in a row is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Knicks <laughs> winning seven in a row is a huge deal. And if again, if imagine and not that they're anywhere close to doing this, but like, if the freaking Lakers had, were on a 16 game winning streak, it would be like the, it would be all you see. Yes. And it'd be like, we're tracking the Lakers winning streak and blah, blah, blah. And yep. it's like, since they don't really care, you know, at least right now yet. And maybe, I mean, again, I, I still don't want it to get crazy high where it becomes a huge, huge, huge deal. Like 30. Um, it's not going to get to 30. It won't. Let's just keep like, it, that's not happening. But if it, if it even gets to like, in the twenties, I'm going to be a little bit like, and it depends on how the media reacts to it. But if we start getting a ton of attention from it, I do want to be a little bit like, okay, you know, That's just feels, feels icky. <laughs> but I mean, as of right now, I'm not going to, I want them to win there. This is the other thing I was going to say. The other, the other big reason that it's not as big of a deal now, like I'm fine with them just winning and winning is we're fighting for the one seed now. Like yes. wins, wins actually matter right now. You know, not that they are different now than they were before, but like, beginning of the year it's not you're not looking at standings as much now it's like okay we know where we are we know like what we need to kind of do and boston's right on our tail and it's going to be close okay i'm i'm fine just winning as many games as you need but the bottom line is it's going to end sometime soon um you know whether you, whether you want to think that or not it will like there's going to be a game where you know we do kind of go cold for the whole game and a team does get hot against us whatever um maybe we have some guys sitting out i don't care but I'm not nearly as like, and like, again, if they had started out the season 16 and oh, I would have been like, I don't really like this. This is a little bit because it'd been, it, there'd be so much more attention on it. And I like that we're in kind of a perfect spot. We're gelling, everything's clicking, and yet we're still kind of slept on. So I oh, look yeah. like it's, it's the perfect kind of medium for me. All right. Very good. Nah, that's why I was scared to ask it, but I'm glad, I'm glad we flushed that out a little bit here because eventually we're going to get into the 20s and then. We're going to have to revisit this. By the way, had a chance to interview Michael Rappaport. It's on uh, the 1250 AM, the fan website, or on the Odyssey app. If you want to go check it out, the comedian, actor, Michael Rappaport. Uh, he's been in numerous TV shows, movies, all that stuff. Uh, best damn sort of sports show, period, back in the early 2000s. He's on with Skip and Shannon from time to time, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, he's performing at the Milwaukee Improv uh, this weekend. So I had him on to promote that and talk. You got to go listen to it, because we were talking about the next seven-game winning streak, and you got to listen to him talk about James Dolan. Uh, and the Knicks, or as he calls him, Little Jimmy. Um, and it is very, very funny. If if you like just ripping on the Knicks and having fun at their expense, uh, Rappaport was just, because he's like the biggest Knicks fan alive. And the dude hates James Dolan with an absolute passion. We're talking about the face recognition software and all that. Very funny. 
I go check it out. All right. Uh, Mamu got released. I almost shed a tear. I'll be honest. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. Maybe I should have. Um, but I really thought good locker room guy when he's out there, somewhat effective when he's out there, he doesn't embarrass himself or anything like that. He was on a two way. Um, and, and they let him go. And, but afterwards talking about, oh yeah, you know, he was really good for the team and good vibes. I get, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and you know, this could be good for him too. It's not going to be good. For, how is it going to be good for him? How, 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 how I can't wait. See something. I'll pick him up and play him 30 minutes. Like I highly doubt that's going to happen. He'll end up having to sign up with the G league team. Uh, or do something along those lines. And who knows? Maybe we'll end up playing overseas next year. I don't know. But I don't know. I was just a big fan of him. I, I thought he was good for this team. I know he wasn't a superstar, nothing like that. And it's not end of the world. It's not going to cost him a championship. I just liked him, Marzian. Uh, I was a little hurt that they got rid of him. Yeah, I mean, I was too. I think everyone liked him. I think he was, you know, there was no complaints about him. Like, he seemed like a really good teammate. He seemed like, you know, when he was out there, he played hard. He, you know, gave his all on both ends. It wasn't like someone that, you know, you watched out there and you're just like, get this guy off the court. Um, I, I could see it being, you know, you said, I don't know how this becomes a, the, uh, the best thing for him or a good thing for him. I could easily see it. You know, he either goes to a team that gives him more opportunity or goes to a G league where he gets more opportunity or goes overseas where he gets more opportunity. Like, I don't know. I think they kind of realize you're, you just don't have a spot here. And, you know, I don't know if as much as he probably liked being here and like being on a you know championship team and all that. Um, you know, I, I can see why they could be like, Hey, you know, you're, you're not going to find a spot here. Like we're just going to, it could be the best thing for both sides that we clear up a roster spot. Is it the Myers Leonard effect? Is that what this is? It could that's be. what I think it is. I, I was thinking, I mean, obviously you kind of piece those together. Like, okay, we signed Myers Leonard to a 10 day and now Obama was getting released. Like it, it definitely seems that way. And I'm not opposed to that. I mean, Myers Leonard has been fine in his limited minutes. Not the ball. Well, like, yeah, he's, he's a seven-footer that can shoot the ball, and, like, he's been fine. Like, I mean, again, I don't think you're going to need to use him much at all in the playoffs. Like, it hopefully not. Um, but, like, who would I rather have at the end of the bench? I'd probably rather have Myers Leonard, you know, just in terms of basketball skill and, like, you know, what they bring. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not sure exactly. I don't know the details on all the, the roster spots and, like, what this – like, how many of this – you know, how many we have open They're and at stuff 15 like right now, according to the press release they sent me after that cut. And so, they, and ahead. how many, wait, how many do they, how, how many can you have, including two ways? I think it's 17 that's with two, two ways or something like that. I think that's what yeah. the number is. Yeah. Cause I know 15 is the normal rotation, but like, right. yes, yeah, like seven, I think you can have a couple two way guys on there. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, it, it's disappointing, but I, as I said, I have two rules. Don't overreact to summer league and don't overreact to, you know, end of the bench, two way, et cetera, players being either signed or cut. So I don't really care. I feel better with him behind Lopez. If something were to happen more than I do with Mamu, probably. It's Mamu. Why are you saying Mamu? It's Mamu. Uh, I pronounce a lot of names wrong. You'll learn this about me. I pronounce it's not, names it's not, wrong. It's not all the Mamu Kellersvili. It's Mamu <laughs> Kellersvili. Oh, Mamu. Fine, Mamu. Whatever he's gone. It doesn't matter at this point. Uh, okay, <laughs> he to, so... He went, to, he went to Seton Hall, so I'm used to this because they... I've been watching Marquette play against Marquette, him since yeah. 2017, whatever it was. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the next topic. Let's preview the playoffs. Uh, if they were to start uh, today, and the, the reason I'm I'm kind of interested in this, in, in all honesty, it's just kind of seeing like what matchups really uh, are going to be the ones that, besides the Bucks, that are going to be fun matchups to kind of watch at this point, right? So. Right now, one and two, you don't know really who the Bucs or the Celtics are going to get in the first round because that's going to be a whole play-in series of how that's going to work. Now, if the teams that are in seven and eight actually win, that would be Miami in the seven, Atlanta in the eight, uh, and Atlanta's 31 and 31. Then and the play-in tournament is Toronto, 31 and 32, Washington of all teams, 29 and 32, Bulls behind them at 11 and 29 uh, and 34. Obviously, one versus eight matchup, whoever that may be, whether it's Atlanta, Toronto, Washington, the Bulls. I don't think any of those teams really give the Bucs any type of problems necessarily, Nathan, in the first round. No, but if I had to, if I had to like, you know, choose, I'd prefer not to play either the Hawks or the Raptors. If I had to choose, we're gonna we're gonna beat them either way, but like they at least have defenders for Giannis. Yeah. Again, that's the only thing that like if all of a sudden, you know, who knows, like for a couple games, okay, they can defend Giannis well and the Bucks go ice cold from three. Like, that could just be a recipe to, like, make this series, you know, more interesting than it needs to be. Whereas Wizards, Bulls, you know, um, even, like, Miami. Like, I don't – Miami's got Bam, but, like, I don't – Miami sucks. I don't know. I don't – I'm not afraid of the heat. So, I do – I mean, I guess – who would you rather face? Miami – Atlanta, Toronto, like in what order? I'm trying to. I'm. I'm I think if 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 in order, I don't like playing Spolstra. So uh, Miami would be last. Uh, I think I would play Toronto first, Atlanta second, Miami third. If I had to put it in order, just because I I don't like dealing with Spolstra. I don't like dealing with Jimmy Butler. That's fair. Don't want Tyler Hero to have some unbelievable series. uh, Being the Wisconsin kid, Hales Corners kid, like I I don't I don't want to deal with all that stuff. Yeah, you're. I'm I'm taking back what I said. I'll wait. I'll take back what I said. I'll go. I'll go. Heat probably last. I was originally saying give me the Heat, but I, I also think the Nets are going to fall down there um, into that spot. You know, they're they're kind of falling off a little bit. Obviously, losing their star players, so I think they could easily be in that conversation. So I'd much rather play them. Um, and yeah, like Heat Hawks Raptors are probably the three again, just because they they have defenders for Giannis a little bit and. I'm not worried about any of those teams super like offensively very much. Like I don't think any of them are gonna you know get like are with our against our defense. They're not gonna do much. But again, all right, let's switch it now. Let's switch it. Who do you think Boston doesn't want to face of those three? If you're the Celtics, Miami, of, you don't want Miami if you're Boston, right? Yeah, I mean they took them to seven last year, and you know I, I they're worse than they were last year. Don't get me wrong, but Jimmy was able to you know 
go off on them a few times. And, um, you know, I, I just think that any team you go seven against in the conference finals, like you don't want to play them in the first round the next year. If you're the Bucks, do you want to see the Heat get to six to take out in the Sixers? Um, I mean, would I rather it be the Heat or, you know, the way the Knicks are If you're the one, you're going to get the winner of the four or five, so it's not really going to matter. You'll get the winner of Cavs-Knicks at this point, and two will play three of those two winners. Ideally, probably you want the Heat. I mean, again, I I think the Heat, they're bad. I don't think they're good at all, but, like, if a team does kind of have the the upside to beat uh, Sixers or Cavs or whoever, like, I guess it's them compared to, you know, the Hawks or Raptors or Wizards or Bulls or whoever, like Nets. I don't, you know, none of those teams are doing that. So agreed. I think Miami gives them the best chance to beat Philadelphia. Totally agree. Yeah. With Bam against Embiid and you've got some vets on that team. I think that definitely makes sense. Then there's a story out today. Speaking of the Sixers on James Harden, there's apparently it was in the athletic. There is a big hole to do that. There's a lot of people believing that James Harden is going to the Rockets in free agency this summer. That's which, a, yeah, I've seen that too. That is crazy. Like his family lives there. He still has a like some club restaurant or something there that's doing really well. And he's apparently taking a couple of these Rocky kids like Jalen Green under his wing last summer uh, and working with him and stuff. So that would really, could you imagine? They win the lottery, get Weminyama, and then sign Harden in free agency. I mean, the Rockets all of a sudden going from being horrible in the laughing stock to being a respectable team relatively quickly, I would think. Yeah. It'd be I wild. Mean, and then Philly's going to tumble down if they don't have James Harden. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would not be opposed to that at all just because it obviously lowers Philly's ceiling. So, and not that, I mean, I don't think Harden raises a team's floor necessarily, but like, because again, you don't know the way he plays and stuff. It, it It's, I don't know, but their ceiling definitely goes up if he is able to play really well. And, you know, he's playing fine right now, but if he's able to, in the playoffs, you know, he's he's going to have to play super well if they're going to win a title or anything. So, um, ideally, he leaves the East. Ideally, he leaves the, the Sixers, and then, you know, they're stuck with Embiid and nobody else, and, you know, they're probably not going to win anything. Cleveland and the Knicks would be the 4-5 matchup as of today. I love that series. Love, yeah, that'd be love, fantastic. Love that series, Nathan Mars, yeah. That'd be very good. Um, the way the Knicks are playing and Cavs have fallen down a little bit. You know, Donovan Mitchell started struggling. Like after that seventy-one point game, he started struggling a little bit. Had a had a bad stretch. Um, but you know, a lot of good players in that series and good. You know, some good young players too. And I just you know that 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 go probably six or seven for sure. And I don't even know who I'd pick because the way the Knicks are playing, it's like I the Knicks are just. They've done this earlier in the season plenty of times. They go on a win streak and then they go on a losing streak and then they go on a win streak and they always kind of end up right around 500. Finally, look, it's finally looking like they, you know, maybe have broken through that and are going to just be good for the rest of the season. But I don't know. It's hard for me to trust them because, again, we see it so much that, like, they have, a you know, two weeks where you're like, this team's amazing. And then the next two weeks are like, this team sucks. And it's just they go back and forth. I'll say this. When they signed Jalen Brunson... Uh, I was like, wow, that was a lot of money for a dude that probably does not deserve the amount of money you're paying him. And he's living up to the bill. I mean, they threw a lot of money at him to get him. And to this point, he's he's playing like a star player in a big market right now. Yeah, he's been really good. And I mean, I've always known he's a really good player. Like, I'm not necessarily surprised at how good he's playing. But I just, when they signed him, it's like, 
does that push you over the top? No. And I, I mean, I still don't think it does as good as he's playing. It's like, you're not, you're, you know, you're not winning anything. Significant. They need another guy. And so it's like, I, that's kind of why I was like, I still think it's an overpay, but it's almost something you have to do to keep your team good. It's just a weird position to be in. Like I just, they're kind of stuck in the middle. Um, and again, I don't, I don't know exactly how good this team is. Like, okay, they, you know, they just killed the Nets who kind of suck. They beat the Celtics without Jalen Brown, which is still a good win, but no Jalen Brown. They beat the Pelicans who have been beat up all year. They beat the Wizards who aren't that good. The Hawks who aren't that good. The Nets again, who, you know, I I don't think KD was playing in that game. Um, and the Jazz. And like, that's their win streak. I Not that, you know, I, uh, one, two, three, four, yeah, seven game win streak is hard, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, there's no, like, this team is super good. We know. All right. It, you know, I, they could still be bad. They could still be mediocre, not bad, but they still could still be very average. Um, but I don't know. I mean, again, they're playing really well. And, and again, people bang on Thibodeau all the time, but that, again, everywhere he goes, they're playoff teams. Say whatever yeah. you want. Maybe they'll wear down. Maybe he'll wear out his welcome eventually, but everywhere he goes, he turns them into winners and, and they go to the playoffs year in and year out. All right. Uh, so that, that was the one that I, I really wanted to get into the Eastern conference. I want quickly here on the Western conference. Uh, here you have the seven, the Mavericks, 32 and 31 kid catching some heat out there. Uh, then you have Minnesota somehow or another hanging in there at 500. Utah has fallen on tough times. They're down to 31 and 32 and the Zionless Pelicans at 31 and 32 in the 10 seed. And then looming the Lakers at 30 and 33 Portland at 29 and 33 and Oklahoma city at 28 uh, and 34. If you're the Nuggets or Memphis, do any of those teams concern you right now if you're the Nuggets or Memphis, the one or two seed? Um does Dallas because of Kyrie and Luca? Dallas, but yeah, I don't I don't expect Dallas to you know fall further than they are right now with having those guys now. Like they're in the seven, and I think that they'll at least be the seven, if not higher. Um I mean the Jazz, no. The Pelicans, if they if the Pelicans are healthy, yes, absolutely. Like that's a that's a terrible first round matchup. But I don't know if they ever will be. Lakers, even when they're healthy, I I don't. Number one, they're not going to stay healthy. Like they're just they're never gonna. And I don't know. They're ideally again, you don't want to run into LeBron in the first round. But like that team's just not that good. And I don't think they're like they're not beating the Nuggets. Like the Nuggets are just a you know they're tiers above them. But Memphis. Memphis has not been playing. Oh, for Memphis? Like, if, if they played Memphis? Yeah, if Memphis gets Dallas or Minnesota or the Lakers or any of these other teams. That yeah, I was up- thinking, I'm thinking for the Nuggets. But Memphis, Memphis, I mean, again, this is so hard because these, I don't even want to do this for the West because these could be literally, like, flipped, you know, from basically for sure. four, from four to, uh, what is it, four to, like, 11, honestly. Like, they could be anywhere. They're all within, like, four games. So, it's, it's so hard to even do this. But, yeah, if you're... If you're either Nuggets or Grizzlies, ideally you're not running into. Honestly, there's so many teams you don't want to run into. I, the only teams I'm like okay running into are Jazz, the Pelicans if they're not healthy, the Lakers if they're not healthy, and you know maybe the Timberwolves. But like Mavs, Clippers, Warriors, the Suns aren't going to get worse. But like Warriors, Clippers, Mavs, healthy Pelicans, healthy Lakers. The Blazers with Lillard, like there's no team that I'm really like, I'm, I'm happy with that. There's kind of something with every team that scares you a little bit. Sure. But it does, yeah. it depends on health. And there's only a few teams that I'm like, okay, that team's just 
not that like the Jazz, like they're not that good. You know, they're they have Laurie Marketing who's playing really well, but like they, they don't scare you. I'm telling you what, I, I this Grizzlies team now you have the John Morant story, which is essentially just putting together everything that's been going on in this dude's life for like the last year or whatever that came out on Bleacher Report. Uh, but with all this like negative energy, negative vibes going towards Memphis, and they haven't been playing well. Like, I think that team is ripe for a first-round exit quickly uh, this year, depending on matchup of what they end up with in the first round. And you sit there and you look at it right now, and, you know, they're two games in front of Sacramento for that two seed, and everybody's waiting for Sacramento to fall, which has been the case all year. And instead, they continue to climb uh, and win basketball games. But Phoenix, like you said, Golden State, we'll see. Clay Thompson running his mouth. Hey, if we're healthy, we're going to be a problem. Okay, well, you all have to be healthy before we get to that point. Uh, and the Clippers, I'm just, I'm not there on the Clippers uh, at this point either. I really think top, I don't know, there's probably six teams that could probably seriously come out of the Western Conference and be in the NBA Finals this year. I don't think yep. anybody is that far better than the rest. Like in the East, you go Bucks, Celtics, and everybody else. And in the West, even though Denver's been there all year, I still don't believe they're that much better than everybody else. Yeah, I mean, the team, like, I think Nuggets can make it, Grizzlies can make it. Obviously, now the Suns could make it. I don't know if the Kings could. They're good, but I don't know if they could make the finals. Probably not. Warriors, if they're healthy, definitely could. We know that. Clippers, if healthy, could. Um, I think the Pelicans, if healthy, I, I think they have a chance at least. They have but a you lot have of You have to have Zion playing at a high level. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't expect it or, you know, anything, but I think it could happen at least. Mavs. Again, there's an outside chance, but it could happen if things go perfectly. So that's a lot of teams that like have a legit chance. Whereas again, in the East, it's like, okay, obviously Bucks and Celtics have a legit chance. Philly's got a chance. Um, maybe Cleveland has a chance, but other than that, like nobody else is really coming out of the East. Like you have teams that could, you know, give those teams problems and maybe win a couple games, but it's like nobody's beating them. You know, whereas again in the West, it's a little bit more like, you know, could could the Mavs beat the Grizzlies? Sure. Yeah. You know, could the healthy Pelicans beat the Nuggets? I think yeah. there's a chance. You know, it, there's just a lot that could go, you know, haywire. NBA playoffs are going to be haywire more than likely. All right, let's go uh, to the Twitter poll question as we do it each and every Thursday. Nathan Marzian is the brains behind the Twitter poll question, puts it out on his Twitter account at Nathan Marzian. If you're not following him, you should be like uh, half of the rest of the free world is. So, Nathan, please do tell us the Twitter poll question today. I wasn't expecting the way you went with it, but uh, it's definitely sparked some debate on Twitter. So the question was, do you wish NBA teams would wear their traditional home whites at home and their traditional road jerseys on the road more often? And this was inspired by some people were tweeting about the Bucks wearing their blue jerseys again last night with the blue court. Yep. It's been a while since they've worn anything else, oh my really. God. When they wore the purple jerseys with the blue court, yeah. I was ready to punch my TV. No, I've heard a rumor. I I just saw this last night for the first time that Marquette, something that got screwed up with the court, and that's why they've had to use the blue court over and over. And I, don't, I think that probably is true because I think they have the uniform set and they don't change those, but I think they realized, like, we're going to have to go with the blue court. Well, they didn't really want to using the purple jerseys, but they had to because the court was messed up. So I, I think there's that a reason be. for the court. So yeah. I think there's a reason for the court being like that, but still like they haven't, they don't wear their traditional whites at home very often. They don't wear their traditional greens on the road very often. I think they probably worn their green at home just as much as they've worn their white. Um, but so basically yeah, that was the question inspired by people on Twitter, like talking about it. And then, you know, I had replied and said, yeah, I wish they'd wear their white, their home whites more often and just kind of, 
you know, stick with the traditional jerseys a little bit more after not every single game, but like those jerseys are kind of what you associate teams with. And I like turning on a game and just seeing regular jerseys. Um, and actually Brandon Jennings replied and said he agreed with me and wasn't sure if he was like, I wasn't sure if I was the only one that thought this. So I'm, I put out there as a poll, um, 38% said yes to go back to the basics a little bit, wear those traditional jerseys. 35% said no. I like the different uniforms and, you know, wearing a bunch of different ones. And then I had an option for who cares. It's just a Jersey and 27% said that. So kind of split. Um, I just, I think, you know, again, I, I like the identification factor of like wearing those traditional jerseys that everyone knows. Like, you know, I know every team's traditional uniform. I don't really know every team's city uniform. I don't know every team's, you know, retro uniform, whatever. I don't mind you wearing them every now and then, but to me, it should be like you wear your home jerseys at home, you know, and your away jerseys at away 80% of the time. And then every, you know, week or two, you might throw in a, a um, retro jersey or an alternate or whatever, but like those should kind of be reserved. I don't think they should just make those, like, again, I feel like they wear their, the, the black antler ones, they wear the purple ones and they wear the blue ones, like more than they wear any other yeah. jerseys. And it's like, I, and I know why they do it. I know why they come out with the new jerseys. It's to sell them and they want to have as many, you know, as much merchandise as they can. But I don't know, as a, as a fan, I, I, I'd prefer that they have, you know, their two main ones, maybe an alternate and maybe a retro. And you wear the alternate and retro like every now and then. It's not a every single, basically every single game thing. I, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I think they wear them way too much in the NBA. And I, that's an NBA problem. I don't, I don't think that's a Bucks problem. I think no, the NBA. Not, it, it, I'm, and this is that's why I said any NBA team because it's all Correct. over the NBA. Like you yeah. turn on a random game on ESPN, and honestly, there's a ninety percent chance if you took away the score and you were looking at the teams and you, you, you know no you idea. couldn't read what was on their jersey, you'd be like, I don't know what teams are playing right now. Correct. Absolutely right. And I I, I like your idea. So like the Brewers for years wore those pinstripe uh, white jerseys on Friday home games. I think it was. And only on Friday home games. That was the only time they brought out the ball and mitt logo and the, the pinstripe logos from back in the 80s. That was the only time, just Fridays. I think the NBA should consider something like that, right? So, okay, here are your two alternate jerseys for the year. Uh, you can wear them. You pick. You got to give us two days of the week and what the situation is going to be. So you can wear one on Saturday night home games all year long if you'd like, and the other one can be worn on Friday away games or wait, wait, hold Tuesday on, hold on. away we, games. We have, we have breaking news. During the podcast, the Milwaukee Bucks have emerged as front runners to sign Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic, that dude hates Milwaukee. Hates Milwaukee. I can't even begin to tell you that dude has never said a positive word about the city of Milwaukee ever, 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 ever. You must be joking. Who are they competing against? I don't know. Who's it reporting? Connected. He has connected with a few contenders since Bulls waived him, but the East Leading Bucks have moved to forefront of reaching a deal with him. Drogic is visiting visiting the Bucks on Friday. The Bucks tried to sign him prior to him committing to the Nets a year ago and could have agreement as soon as tomorrow. <laughs> That's from Woj 15 minutes ago. Well, I'll tell you what. It's not the worst thing that could happen. I mean, as a backup guard, that's going to play 15 minutes. He's, he's won before. Like, okay. I, so I just tweeted, I said, I'm conflicted about this because yeah, I don't like him and he's never no. liked Milwaukee. And I don't, I don't like how he plays, honestly. Like he's always annoyed me, but 
as a backup guard, I guess it's not a bad option. But well, let's like, see. Delvadova annoyed me. I had to watch him. Grayson Allen annoys the hell out of me. I've had to watch him. So we'll just add another white guy that annoys the hell out of me, and we'll bring in Dragic now, and I can watch him annoy the hell out of me as well. But again, he is a vet who sometimes can hit an outside shot, right, and catch fire a little bit. He can be an emotional-type guy on the floor. He can definitely get down in the dirt if need be uh, on the floor like one Grayson Allen can as well. And again, is he better than is he better than George Hill was? He didn't he get in a fight with like Middleton in the playoffs? Probably, yeah. It's probably right. Yeah, yeah. He got in a fight with Chris in the playoffs. Um yeah. but that doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I guess they, they're going at it as competitors. They don't like they don't hold that stuff against each other usually. Well, some might, but either way, I'm fine with it. So so be it. So Mamu gets let go to bring in Goran Dragic. That's what we're doing here. That's that was the move. We're freed up a roster um, space. For, that's what it looks like, yeah. For Dragic. Yeah. All right. Another vet. We just get older and older and older. We have a bunch of gray hairs on this team by the time we actually get to the playoffs. I don't mind it though. I didn't see a comment. Did you see anybody tweeting or saying anything about Goran Dragic and the Bucks being a connection? No. No. Out of nowhere. All right, that's the way to end a podcast. All right, good deal. Good job, Marzian. Breaking, breaking on the podcast while we're doing the podcast. We, good stuff. Are we going to do any Bud Coach of the Year stuff? Or are we saving? We that? can wait. That we can wait for until he's. All right, a little teaser, a little teaser for next next week. Yeah, Coach of the Year. Where should Boonholzer be ranked? Uh, because right now, I mean, Missoula and Brown are the top two. A lot of people say, but Bud is in the conversation with these odds. Uh, so we'll talk about that on Tuesday, and we'll talk about the Bucks uh, keeping that winning streak alive uh, as well. And we'll see if Marzian starts sweating on Tuesday uh, as they they extended a couple more games after a back to back this weekend. Nathan Marzian, enjoy watching uh, your Big East champion Marquette Golden Eagles uh, on Saturday. Uh, Shaka Smart was on Jim Rome today on CBS Sports Radio yeah. on the Fan today, and uh, was able it. to check him on. He was good. Yeah, Saturday Saturday is a big day. We got Marquette. I mean, the game doesn't mean that much besides just to keep your seating. But Marquette St. John's on at 1 o'clock, I think it is, and then yeah. Bucks Sixers at 7 or whatever, 7.30. Yep, going to be fun. 6.30. You know. And who knows? Maybe Goran Dragic will be in the house uh, Saturday night. We'll have to <laughs> wait and see. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles!